Welcome to the Local Agitator Podcast. I'm Kevin Kennedy. On today's episode, I chat with the pride of Brock Vegas, Tommy Moore, who dials in from his under-the-stairs Harry Potter office. I hope you enjoy this episode. Basically, in, in 2019, I started a new job in the summer. So after we went to Lake Placid, mm-hmm. there was like, um, I think I started in August. And then I, I uh, wasn't really enjoying it. And so I just decided in, in January to be like, uh, I'm done with this. I'm going to just walk away from it. Of 2020. And at the beginning of 2020. So like in January, end of January, 2020. And so then, uh, so then I was home with kids and a, a, maybe six weeks later, it was uh, the pandemic was in full force here. <laughs> and so, uh, so I was like, well, maybe that wasn't such a good idea, but, um, but it worked out well because um, in like in Patty's case, she, she got super busy. And so it was good to have somebody who could just juggle everything for a little while. Right. Cause, cause within, well, I think it was like early March in Quebec, my son's school was shut down. So he was home. So I had both kids home with me and we didn't really have a, another option for daycare anyway. Right. So right. Uh, they were home with me. And then uh, what is until doing? September, then my son went back to school. So, what what does Patty do again? So she works in clinical research. Oh, I see. Okay. And so, I mean, she's she's sort of in BD and she uh, operations. So her company's not not super big. So she she juggles a lot of it. Right. So in Quebec, so so yep. you guys, so they were home until September of 2020. Yeah, mid, well, like late late August, Tommy's school started up again. Right, and and they have they only had one shutdown since, which was for like a week. And were they never so? Were they open in twenty twenty at all, or or no? They were open until mid March of twenty twenty. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and 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 what did you do in the summer? Were there any? Um, <laughs> yeah. How, how did that yeah. go? No, I mean we we uh, it, it it actually worked out really well for us because the case counts kind of dropped just enough, and uh, around around well in a lot of the West Island there's like community pools, yeah, and, and so here there was a private it's I think it's private but it's uh, it's run by people in the community and um, a lot of volunteers kind of thing and so they opened up and they did swimming lessons for the kids but. Normally they do it where the kids go in the pool by themselves, but this year because of the pandemic they had parents going with them. So I was, I was the I was it was lucky I was home right because mm-hmm. otherwise we couldn't have done it. So um, so anyway we did that most of the summer and it turned out really well because like Patty at the end of the day we'd end up going to the pool all together before supper or something just hang out. It, it just gave us something to do you know. So yeah, it was nice. It's a social very social group there. So you know we had other people there we'd talk to and just hear how everybody else is doing and kind yeah, of therapeutic it, that way too. <laughs> yeah. And how's it been on your son? Like how, how's, how sort of coherent is he on, on the whole thing? So he under, he understands that it's serious, mm-hmm. but he's, he's, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's been like sort of a massive negative impact on him. At least doesn't seem to be because he gets to go to school every day. He sees his friends every day. They play and yeah. it's kind of, they still have that good social environment. And his, his teacher is uh, very sensitive to it because she, you know, she feels bad for the kids and she's got older kids herself. So she sees like when the kids don't get to hang out, how bad it is, you know? So she really pushes for them to play, just, just enjoy themselves kind of thing. And since he's only in kindergarten, it's easy to do that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Have there been any, um, I have, I have some friends of mine. Uh, I mean, I guess they're not friends. They're more like people I knew in university and now they're living in like, you know, Quebec still, cause that's where I, where I went to school. And like, uh, it's one of those scenarios where you start seeing Facebook posts of somebody and you're like, it's not super clear, but then you start to read more and you're like, Oh, you're like, you're like an anti-masker. Oh, <laughs> you're like, uh, and then you're like, oh, mm, I wish I didn't see that. You're like, what do I? No, now I totally look at you differently, and 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 it's tricky to sort of. I don't know if you have any any examples of that where you're sort of, 
you know, you're in the playground, you're talking to other, other parents, and then you sort of catch wind of somebody saying, I remember a parent said to me, talking about the vaccines, and sort of I was getting excited that they were they were on, on the way, and some parents were like, well, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I think it's fine. I, I, you know, I'm not going to be, like, first in line to get it. I'm going to, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. So yeah. if somebody offers you a vaccine, you're going to be like, you're going to, like, second guess it. It, it's tricky to, to go through those sort of, you know, landmines. Have you had any experiences with that? In, oh, it's, well, in Quebec? yeah. I mean, even just, even just driving around, you know, you see a, you see a house with 10 cars parked in front of it. Yeah. And you know, something's going on, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it's funny you bring it up because you know, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to look at somebody who's not conforming and think, oh, that SOB, you know, why isn't he wearing a mask or why isn't he doing this or that? But at the same time, I know some people here who who I I, I get the feeling that not being able to socialize, like they seem very extroverted. So I think not being able to socialize really, really hurts them. And yeah. so I, I haven't heard the, like the people I'm thinking of, I haven't really heard them say anything like, oh, we don't need masks. We don't need this. Or, we don't need that that but i can definitely see where they are really wanting to have people over wanting to get together with people even though we're not theoretically we're not supposed to but it's it's such a hard situation i mean the whole facebook thing i mean i remember when it first started i was seeing people post things and i mean you you just read their posts and you just know they don't know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes facebook so dangerous you know is people post things and they're not experts at this, but they, they talk like they are and you don't know who's reading their posts who take it as gospel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think what I, what I've uncovered is like, uh, we, it feels like oppression, you know, and, and especially for us white guys, we haven't really ever really experienced that, um, in our lives. And, and so sometimes when like our, the regular things are taken away from us, we feel like, oh my gosh, how we've been stolen, you know, it's been stolen, our, yeah. our, 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 our freedoms. And, uh, and, and yeah, we like, obviously, like, I, I don't like walk around thinking, I don't like trust the government. I don't walk, walk like Doug Ford is the leader of our government. You think I walk around thinking, wow, fucking great. <laughs> like, oh, I can't, I, I trust this guy. He's going to like, you know, I have no trust in him. I, I, I think, I think we're getting what we deserve as a as a province by for hiring like someone who's just like not smart. So like when something, that's why like you know doctors are so important. The schooling, the scientists, the schooling has to go to because at the end of it, you you usually get smart people at the end, right? Yeah. Making important like decisions in politics, it's not like that. And then you end up with with somebody who has to, who has to gather all this really complex information to make decisions to drive mm-hmm. policy and you're kind of screwed right so i don't think obviously i don't think that everything that all the, the regulations even the restaurants I, I don't know i i don't know if it's the right idea yeah but we sort of give everybody involved the benefit of the doubt if they're they're airing you know uh if they're being careful yeah and and so I think it's hard for us to necessarily think about other people, you know, with the same value as we think about our, ourselves. Like, you know what I mean? We're very precious about like our own rights and freedoms, but like, what if, you know, yeah, like some kind of inconvenience just because old people are going to die. <laughs> if we don't yeah. Do it. yeah. It's hard for us to do that. Cause we're like, Oh, I don't have any old people in my life. Let's just say, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're just yeah. like looking in your own world and thinking, well, how does this affect me? And if you can't see that, you know, yeah. it's the same, like any other issue where we have trouble having empathy for the uh, people of color, for women, we don't really know how to like feel like it's feel like how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, so, so that's, I mean, I think for me, that's been a, that's been a good lesson to sort of like, not really worry about, not really think about how everything is just affecting me. Right. <laughs> Try to right. Like zoom out of it and be like, okay, how does this, you know, how can I play a role in this thing? <clears throat> Even though it's for sure, it's not perfect. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I around. yeah, I've, I've kind of 
have I have this strategy, and I don't know if it's weird or if it's strange or not, but it's probably weird. It's probably weird. But when I whenever I think about weird is you know, good. Having a tough day. I tell my daughter that all the time. Oh, gee, that's good. Weird's good, man. Weird's better. Well, that's good. I'll fit in then. I'll fit in. No, yeah. I, I just I always think about uh, this this image that just stuck with me a few years ago. I think I was still in Toronto when I saw it too. There was a little boy who was trying to flee. I think Syria. Oh, that that image in the in the water. Yeah. Oh, it's it's still haunts me. Yeah. It, me too. And I think every time I'm having a bad day that creeps into my head and it's like, well, you know, things could be so much worse. I mean, when I look at the situation I have here, I mean, I have, have it so good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing to complain about. It's just stress, you know, and I should, can manage it better. Well, the hard thing is, so the hard thing is, is like, we can snap out of it. Like you said, in those moments through thinking about these things, but then what I'm starting to think about is, okay, how does that, how can that actually influence like my actions? Right. And like, even how I I interact with like, that can snap you out of your own sort of, whether your anxiety or your, your sort of your worry about yourself, because you're Mm -hmm. sort of saying, okay, my life is good comparatively, but how can that actually lead to like, you know, taking action Action, with like, not with even like how you, you listen to your partner better or, you know, how you sort of have, just have more compassion. Yeah. And I think what we're learning now is that it actually takes, it actually is work. It's a lot of work. It's not like, it's just something like there's, it's not like there's just like some people that are like little Buddhas that are just like born, like, wow, I I think about other people all the time. It's actually takes fucking effort, you know? Yeah. and so, so I've been like working on that, but what, you know, some, some, everybody has, there's all the, there's always a silver lining, right? It's, it's like mm-hmm. you, you, you can, you can see what, uh, wherever you want to find, you, you can look for it and you can, and, and you can find it. Has, has there been anything for you that's like, like whether it's, you've had more time to read or you've picked up fucking snowshoeing or yeah. you've yeah like what's that been like have you know has there been anything like that in your life yeah no so th- so that kind of going with what i was telling you before with with the start of the pandemic i um i started my own business during the pandemic just because i i only have you know so many hours in the day that i can work and so i just started approaching people so i, I mean i'm working in in uh, this like medical device space right now and and what i'm doing is is working with different consultants or different companies that need support and um you know i have a very unique uh <laughs> maybe not unique but very specific amount of time during the day i can help so i i'm good you know from 1 till 3 and then uh, in the evenings and weekends so i've just been you know, approaching different companies and saying, you know, this is this is what I'd, I I can offer you, and if you you know if you have a need, let me know. And and it's turning out that a lot of a lot of people have that need right now. So it's kind of been a real blessing in that way. It's been very I've been very fortunate that I've either just gotten lucky and crossed paths with the right people. But yeah, that, that was one big thing. And I I think the second thing, which is maybe cliche or whatever, but it's like just getting time with my kids because before the pandemic, I really had no time with them, especially with my daughter. Um, cause when she was born in Quebec, you know, you get five weeks pat leave and for three of those w- weeks I had pneumonia. And so I was, <laughs> I really didn't get to spend the time with her. And yeah. so now it's like, you know, we're best buds and, uh, we, we get to do all kinds of stuff together, which is really nice. And I, I still get to, to work. So it's, you know, I don't have that huge gap on my resume, which isn't attractive to people, companies, but yeah, it's, it's been, it, that, that's been really good for me. And. And so, like, like I was saying before, you know, I think things could be so much worse. So, I mean, it's, it, yeah. it, it, th- those are the kinds of things. I mean, just, just being able to, to have that, that chance to, to drive to try, to try something new, you know, I mean, I never would have done this if it not for the pandemic. It's also, it's also very liberating, I, I think, to, uh, to have a very like re- restricted amount of time to right. work on things when, the first uh pet, like the first lockdown happened i um yeah my partner was had to you know she like i'm i run my own business so i w- i'm able to be more 
in control of my time. So it's my partner. Um, she took over. She uh, kept her job. Okay. She worked like, you know, full time hours during the day. And I, I did most of the daytime work with, with the kids. Right. And then, so I would work, I would be very specific. I can work, you know, she would help me out from like one till three. Okay. And, and just like that, I would be like, okay, all my work has to be funneled into this time. <laughs> exactly. And it's, and, it, and it's challenging because, you know, as I've said before, I think on this podcast, like, you know, and not every hour is created equally. So I'd, <laughs> I know I have this time, but I'd sit down and I'd be going from 6 a.m. with the screaming and the breakfast and the fucking tears and the diapers. Yeah. And then you're supposed to work, right? Yeah. You're, you're supposed to sit down and come up with really interesting ideas and <laughs> yeah. look really good on Zoom calls and not have back. You know what I mean? Just be. Yeah. And I was I was uh, I didn't have anything left. Right. I had nothing left no at the time. No doubt. I, uh, and so that was a bit tricky. The second, you know, lockdown happened after Christmas and the change that I made like then was that I didn't even try to work during the day. Okay. I didn't, I said to my, my two staff, I said, we're not doing any meetings. Um, I'll give you, so what I did was I would work from 5 PM. I'd send them all like sort of like things to do the next day. I do, I'd follow up on stuff that they need me to, me to do at that point. And then I check in again at the end of the day, the next day. And it's funny how, how all of a sudden, if you make those choices, you don't have meetings. Like if you don't fucking take meetings yeah. or book them, you don't have them. It sounds yeah. simple, but yeah. the trick was, uh, was that obviously if you're just sort of being able to operate a business and run yeah. it, uh, that's one thing, right? But my business, we had to keep developing business, right? And that's sure. that's what wasn't happening, right? I wasn't right. working while other people like were working. Well, you were, what you're describing makes me think of working with like a company from Europe or a company from India. You're, you're you do your work, and then you send it to them. They work on it overnight. They send it back to you. Yeah, <laughs> and one of the guys that I work with is in the UK, and and that's kind of how we work. Okay, uh, it's not. It's sort of we, we work together kind of on half a day, right? Because it, it's yeah. only like five hours ahead. But uh, yeah, like that. That it was. Um, it was. This has been <laughs> good for me because. I I had a habit and I know it comes from my mom. I could see it in my in my my other like family members too, like of just filling a calendar, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just like no matter if there's there's an opening, I'll try to fill it with something. Right. And I, I don't I don't think it made me happy, you know? Yeah. I think it I think you can it can feel good because you're kind of, you know, ignoring the parts of your life that maybe you you need to address but you don't feel but but at least uh you feel busy so you feel like it's okay that i haven't addressed that yeah Um, yeah i could see that i mean i think i think for me with with the afternoon work it's been um more born out of necessity because the people i'm working with need me during the day you know what i mean and then after like the evening stuff is you know the evening stuff and the only unfortunate thing about that is that sometimes you can't, I can't predict when the kids will go to sleep or I can't predict somebody being sick that night at 10 o'clock and just railroading my entire night. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's more just being very flexible at this point. I'm just taking what I can. But one thing I've started kind of similar to what you were saying, but like, I, I don't know why, but I had it in my head after I left that one job at the end of, 2019 early 2020 was this almost like panic right that it's like I, I gotta I gotta do something I gotta I gotta keep this going keep my career going otherwise it's gonna look horrific and and Patty my wife would say to me all the time like well you know you can use the pandemic as an excuse like you can you know if an employer wants to hire you or someone yeah. wants to hire you and they see that you stopped work right before the pandemic started it's not so bad and so kind of I guess giving myself permission to be okay with that took some time, you know, because I made some decisions probably in the middle of last summer that probably weren't the best for me. And so I really pushed through and like by, you know, December, I was working 50 hours a week on top of taking care of the kids. Right. So it was too much. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So now, now I kind of, I put myself in a position where it's, you know, I, I work 
maybe 20 hours a week, if yeah. that, and then uh, really focus on the kids and then really focus on uh, trying to just do some stuff for myself, like let myself exercise or let myself do this or that. Yeah. And I think, I think the one thing too, I don't know, you were, you were talking about it earlier, but just the whole um, with, with, with taking care of the kids, I think loading myself up too much with work was also just stressing me out with the kids because somebody might call me or somebody might need something, just a five minute call. Right. But I'm like completely ignoring the kids or they see me on my phone, which is something I really don't like, you know? And, and so I would be beating myself up for taking the call and beating myself up for not paying attention to the kids or showing them a bad example and all that. And so now it's a little more chill (laughs) because I can just do stuff with them. And yeah, no, I agree, man. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, um, like you end up in a situation where you're not meeting your work's needs, you're not meeting your kids' needs, you're not meeting your partner's needs, yeah. you're not meeting your own needs, and you're trying to juggle and it's and it's it's, it's not working. What do you yeah. what are you doing for exercise these days? Oh, uh, I I walk to pick up our mail. Nice. And that's <laughs> no, honestly, I haven't done what much. What kind of a neighborhood are you in with where you gotta like, like walk to the fucking mailbox? Oh, I'm joking. I, I literally walk up my stairs and go to the front door and get them. Get them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I've I've been really bad, and uh, like we were, it, it's been really like like uh, in spurts. So when the pandemic started, we got a treadmill. And uh, it was funny because we bought the treadmill literally like a week before the lockdown. Oh, you didn't even know? No, we had no idea. So it worked out really well. (laughs) Nice. So I got that. And then uh, I've been using that. Like I like to walk on that. And Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because you're – the the call you had with Sandro when he was talking about his his hips. Yeah. All – every time I run, I think of that now. And, uh, when my, my brother, when he was in high school, he had a personal trainer for cross country because a buddy of his was also doing that. So they chipped in together and got one and the guy taught them both to run on their toes. All right. Yeah. So never heel strike. And so I, and I'm not a running expert, but I just know when I, when I hit with heel first, it's not the greatest feeling. And right. so I've been trying to train myself to run that way as well. Um, like run on my toes or whatever. And so, uh, so I've been running a bit and doing that, but I just don't, I never keep up the, uh, I never get into a rhythm. That's what I was right. trying to say. And that's what I need. Cause I'm the kind of person, like once I get into a rhythm, there's no stopping me, but yeah. yeah well, maybe you also need, you know, <laughs> competition, which is, which is <laughs> right. Which is yeah. important too. And, yeah. and like, what I found is that I'm not, I I've enjoyed, um, you know, we used to do a lot of our exercises at, at night, right? Used to play hockey at night. I, I played yeah. soccer before. Yeah. And I don't – it's going to be hard for me to get back into that because um, I've really I've really enjoyed doing my exercise during the day and having my nights free, honestly, with right. the fam- to be with the family. It, it was really hard when you have young kids, right? You, you yeah. got a hockey. It's like a four-hour, you know, commitment. And, uh, and, and then you, you know, for our games that started like nine 30 or, or whatever, you know, you can't fall asleep until 1am. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's going to be more there. sports happening during the day with, yeah. with people being at home. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to change to, to working from home. I hope they do. Cause I think it's better for us all. But like when I was living in Ottawa before, like before I moved to Toronto, I was playing hockey I think four times a week, um, never at night. So there were two lunch sessions and two morning sessions that I was playing. And it was awesome. And my my work was great about it. As long as I got my work done and I put in my eight hours, they didn't care what I did. So I'd leave work around 20 to noon and I'd get back around 20 after one and felt awesome. That that sounds great. (laughs) It was so nice. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm hoping so the the one big sort of uh, and this is yeah getting back to the guilty feelings but like this is sort of the uh, thing I'm excited about in a way is that my daughter's going to go to school next fall right. but she'll start preschool right and so um so I'll have more flexibility in terms of like being able to take care of myself like like play hockey at lunch because there's a rink literally an 8 minute walk from me nice. where I could go play hockey at lunch every day if I wanted to so We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to, 
it's it, it was a hard uh it was a hard like few months we we got into mountain biking around here and, and that was a lot of fun right right um, you were saying that and a lot of jets are in there right you guys are in there too so nice so uh, that's been good it, it kind of it feels there's a competition like to it more than running okay which so which is so dreary you're just like like running around in like a circle with nowhere to go but yeah. on a mountain bike it feels more like purposeful you know you're going up okay. up a hill you have a track to follow your time you know so so i've i've liked it i think um you know has there been any other things with, with your family that that you've started like a family movie night or more routines that might not have happened um without the pandemic yeah i mean i wouldn't say too many the only the main thing would be like a movie night on friday night or uh, board games we've we must have bought 20 board games since last fall (laughs) so we've got everything what's that what's the go-to board games oh man right now it's a game called villainous it's uh it's like a disney game where you play as one of six villains Okay. But anyway, Tommy, we, we got a puzzle for Christmas and it was just a Disney puzzle. And then uh, Tommy was curious about it because I told him, you know, this is actually a real board game. He was like, oh, we should get it. So we got it and just play it now with him, Patty and I. And so it's it's good. It's, it's maybe a little over his head, but it's enough that he can, he enjoys it. So we play that for an hour once a week or so. And yeah, it's just little things like there's, that's the thing. There's no, we haven't really gotten to a rhythm or anything like that. Cause we'll play a board game one week or we'll go sledding the next week or go skating the next week and yeah, just doing different things. So it's been good. I think uh, I, one thing I kicked myself on was not getting skis uh, last summer when everything was open. Right. Cause there's like a hill 30 minutes from our house where next year for sure the kids will do le- take lessons and it's a, it's like a great spot, right? Like yeah. not many play. like growing up there, the nearest ski, ski hill to myself was about two hours, two and a half hours. So having something that close is really nice. <laughs> yeah. We've been out a few times, but it, I would say it's, it's less than, uh, I, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's good sort of mentally but in yeah. ontario man the hill it's so small it's right kind of, right like, yeah. you're on, like you're on the fucking chairlift for, for longer than, than than you're on the hill right exactly and you're just like <laughs> like whatever yeah and it's it's been it's been good like in terms of following sports I, you know maybe you watched uh the documentary i did there on the oh yeah on the crowd noise that's been a weird thing for me because it, i've i've sort of it's been a weird thing to experience because it's it's really hard for me to shake the the lack of the atmosphere as part of it's i realize now how much of my enjoyment was 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 connected to yeah the fans experience there and 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 even even the fact that i can't go to games you know it makes me less connected to the to the team that i follow because i i never get to see them in person and I never get, I mean, especially I'm a soccer fan. I mean, I'm an everything fan, but I really enjoy going to TFC games here because just the atmosphere is just great. And you're outside and sometimes it's freezing and, and raining or sometimes it's sunny, but but you're all there together. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you have you been able to keep up with uh, watching sports? I, I So the main, the, the one sport I paid the most attention to this year was football for sure. Yeah, I was I was following Tampa Bay and following New England, and uh, I I didn't really enjoy following New England as much this year as I have in past no. years. Not. <laughs> well, they're doing well now, man. They're they are spending. <laughs> they are spending. I just I can just imagine who a few of our our Jets teammates <laughs> how they feel about it. Because I mean, it's just like of all the teams to get lucky. I was reading something about them yesterday about how they're one of the few teams with a ton of cap space. And this is like the year to to have a lot of cap space because there's hardly anyone competing for free agents. So, right, I was I was excited to see that, but uh, but no, I think I think just uh, it, it's hard uh, just with with the amount of work I had last fall. Um, it was hard to keep up with anything, and and so when hockey started up, I was watching scores, but I wasn't watching full games or anything. Um, Football is awesome, even for people with families, like because you can carve out. It's on Sunday. Like 
and there's you know you can watch the, like the night game or whatever but you can carve out enough time you know to watch one game a week yeah Whereas the other sports are all the time you know it's kind of it feels like it's too much you know to sit down you don't you know sit down on on a wednesday night and watch three hours of hockey with a million commercials and and intermissions it, it i don't know it, it seems to me it's like it, it's a bad idea What's funny though, because they they really are the same. It's the same, you know. To me, it's kind of the same. It's three hours of football or three hours of hockey. But there's something about football where it kind of gives you a minute to digest what happened and you think about it, and you yeah. might talk to someone about it. Whereas with hockey, it's like just continuous, continuous. You, you're the game is much more important. Right? Yeah, that too. Yeah, this game is so much more more important, and it's it's the same with soccer. Um, yeah, you're. Let's stay on the Patriots. Yeah. So do you think so? Is is Cam is Cam going to be your starter for the whole season? You think, or he's going to be competing uh, with somebody else? You think someone? Uh, I think it's too soon to say. I mean, I, I I think about how they talked about Brady right at the beginning of last year. There was a lot of talk about how he needed to get used to that system. He had no off season. So I mean, Cam went through the same thing, and I think the problem Cam had was that he didn't have anyone to throw to. Right. Whereas Brady had an embarrassment of riches. So I for, think for, for some years, but yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, in, yeah. Tampa, in Tampa Bay, oh, he Tampa had Bay, a yeah. lot of, a lot of weapons. Yeah. So, I mean, Cam already was, you know, um, a few steps behind in that respect. And so, I mean, it was a tough year for the Pats. I think given who they signed, I think they'll he'll have a better chance of looking good this year. But that said, who knows what'll happen in the next whatever two months between now and the draft and you never know. I think I think he'll be I think he's become acclimated with the system. Now it's just whether or not he can perform or execute. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny. The draft, the drafts are, um, in terms of sports content, I, I'm interested in. I, I'm actually like really excited to watch the draft because, and I think it's because, um, it it feels it feels quite normal because you know compared to a game with no fans, the draft is still just sort of a, a TV property, and you're just watching. You know, you're you're looking at the uh, transactions. You're just looking at the different things. It's it's kind of enjoyable. Um, and the player movement and, and all this stuff, it's so fascinating. It's almost like the offseason is more exciting than, than the in-season for, for the NFL. Um, yeah. I'm reading There's a, a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading a book right now called um, called The Gridiron Genius. It's by Mike Lombardi, who is a scout and a GM, and he worked with Belichick. Belichick wrote the forward. Oh, really? Okay. Like, it is an in-depth analysis of scouting in gotcha. football. And really? Wow, what what a world! Like, I'll have to check that out then, because I this that last fall I I was reading the Dynasty, yeah, and I loved it, and um and then I read the other book by Jeff Benedict, the the Tiger Woods book, yeah, and I loved that one. I think I like that one better, yeah. But uh, so I'll I'll check that one out too. I've been I've been that's that's one thing I've actually done made more time to read, um. Because I've been re- I read those books, and then I read uh, somebody in our our hockey chat mentioned a book called The Red Notice. Oh fuck! We all we all read that one. <laughs> that book. Oh, okay, let's pause. I want to get a coffee. Hang on a second. What's the book? What's the book behind you that has the red letters? The red word black. Washington black. Huh? Is it good? It's Canadian. Yeah, they. Um... Yeah, it's Canadian. Um, I have, I'm only like I'm only like a, like a paragraph in, um, uh, but it won the Giller Prize. Oh, okay. And, uh, or I'm like I'm like this far in, so it's not, I'm not. Oh, okay, gotcha. Not, I mean, yeah, it's about uh, you know, this thrilling. It's, you know, it's about slavery, so it can be dark at times. Okay. But, um, it's definitely a good book, and it's a great it's a great cover. Yeah. Well, while while you were gone, I was I I could see all those books. Just I, it, it, it was good. It's Moon of the Crusted Snow, huh? That's a good one. That's scary. A lot of people that I have video conferences with give me a hard time because uh, of my of my office here. I don't have my bookshelf like everybody else does, and the art behind me or pictures of my family. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have this. Look at this. 
Oh, the Sky Dome. Look at that. That's awesome. That's really nice. Moving roof. Yeah. <laughs> Classic, okay. <laughs> One guy asked me if this is what heaven looks like yeah, yeah. when he looked at my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check this out too. Oh, that's that's really nice. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the red notice. All right, so you finished it? I did. Yeah, it was good. Crazy, eh? It was really crazy. I I knew nothing about any of that stuff. Me neither. But then when 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 you start talking about it to people, a lot of people have heard the have heard the story of of uh, of the lawyer and and the law. Right. That, that was passed. They kind of they know it in terms of the news, sort of the outcomes. Okay. okay. They don't know. They don't know know the book or the whole story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I remember. Um, I it was hard for me to get past. So the time when he's in Poland, right? He's talking about the food and about where he was staying. I was. It just sounded so so gross. Yeah, it was just hard for me to, to get around the fucking gross Polish food that he he had to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it made it it just made it sound so bleak, oh. and it was like that was in the eighties. Yeah, you, I you'd think you'd be describing something in like the seventeenth century or something. Yeah, like. yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, the thing is, is that I I still don't uh, I still don't necessarily have a good grip on like you know, the stock market and sort of, you know, uh, just how it all works. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and him, him uh, going to trading floors and like buying stocks with, with cash and, and that whole environment it's right. And uh, it's just, it, it sounded like Russia was just this West. And, yeah. and I mean, everything that happened felt a little bit predictable in terms of, in terms of like what we know about Russia now, mm-hmm. and how it behaves, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah. It was, it was, um, it was such a strange thing, though, right? Like the whole, the like privatization of all of those different industries at once, right? I don't. I mean, imagine how that would be handled in North America, like in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it would probably be worse, but maybe not. Who knows? It's, it's just. It, it's such a such a strange thing to try to like uh not conceptualize but try to put rules to you know yeah. like yeah. no and that book was so good that that i've had trouble like finding another book after that because oh really yeah it just another <laughs> other books weren't as like i didn't look forward to reading them as much as i was i was really looking forward to getting through that book gotcha. and every night i'd get it i'd be excited about it really um, yeah that's funny. Yeah, I, I felt I felt that way too for a good chunk of it, and then near the end, I don't know, it kind of died down a little bit. But the the Tiger Woods book for me was just oh my god, it blew my mind. Like reading all the like just reading about how he grew up. I think the thing that um, really hit really struck me was the 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 how they how they compared or um, how they discussed when he was really small, when he was just a baby. And his mom would sit him in that high chair and watch his dad uh, shoot golf balls in the golf net. Right. It just made me think like, oh, I missed my chance. You know, I should have had Tommy do that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know if, if his dad is, is, is a good. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's kind of weird with kids, eh, with um, with sports, like how, how you really have no idea what they're going to like or, you know, mm-hmm it in and 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 you really also i don't really have any like memory of why i wanted to, to play hockey right like i don't really remember i remember my brothers played i guess um uh, but my brothers were all like like nine years older than i was my old my next oldest one so he wasn't really like in front of my face with it yeah i don't really remember how like i can imagine with hockey it's just so fun to skate in general yeah. and then yeah. you get to skate more because you go so fast yeah. Um, but with a girl and a, and a, and a boy, it's, uh, you know, I, I've, I've exposed both of them in the same way. Um, it's kind of funny how like Phoenix was, was in, when she was four doing lessons and stuff. And then they turned five and, and 
it's just all about confidence. It's so it's so funny, even though she had the basics, but she didn't have a lot of training. Mm-hmm. But the difference between four and five is that just at five, she's just willing to just keep moving her legs. Yeah. And she doesn't have the greatest form or anything, but she's whipping around the rink now. <laughs> and awesome. it's funny. There's just like, but on a bicycle, she doesn't have that confidence. So there's other kids like rocking around three-year-olds three year with no training wheels, right? Yeah. And she's just like not there yet. And yeah. it's such a, it's such an interesting learning experience as a parent because I think you you sort of, you have, a, you have an expectation that things are just going to happen sort of in a certain order, you know? Yeah. You do this, this, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, she likes this. She doesn't, she has like confidence here. And it's kind of, kind of random. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, with, with Tommy, he, so this winter we, we started skating well over Christmas. We went every single day for two weeks yeah. and I saw a huge improvement. And then after that, we started going once a week and he just kind of, he, he just kind of lost interest in it. And so he he was skating with the bars, or he would kind of skate on his own, but he hasn't he hasn't started whipping around yet. Mm-hmm. And then with the bike, <laughs> that's been a whole gong show. Because last summer we had him on a we had him on a bike with training wheels. Yeah, and he he would ride around and I'd take him places. As long as he didn't fall down, everything was good. But then we had an incident one day where we were on you know how the sidewalk kind of slopes on a driveway. Yeah. So he's on the slope. He falls. And then he trips me and then I fell on him and I pull the stroller down and Lily's like <laughs> laying on her back, looking up at us and oh, oh, poor Tommy. So after that, yeah, I think he was traumatized for good. And so that so sounds that, horrible. It was really bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's nothing I could do. I mean, he, I just, I, he, he just flew up next to me and then all of a sudden it was like, he went boom, right down. Yeah. So I, yeah, there was no catching him. But anyway, so now this this year we've we've we hit the reset button. We've got the training wheels on the bike. We're gonna go and just let him have fun because I think that's the key. If he just has fun, he, he's not thinking about falling. He's not thinking about eventually having to go to two wheels. So he's good. Yeah. So, <laughs> now that the weather's picked up I, or gotten better, we'll uh, we'll go f- a lot more now. I think and yeah, try and get him used to it. But yeah, no, with with just just with the, yeah to your to your point though about sports in general, it's like, I have no idea what he's going to do. Like, I don't, he likes to play hockey with me, but he's not in love with it. And he likes to play soccer in the backyard with me, but he's not in love with it. And I know when I was growing up, my dad used to take me to go play pond hockey and stuff. And I, I remember being in grade three and I was terrible at hockey. Like I used to bend. So my, I was supposed to have my, blades like this right on my skates yeah and where did you grow up did you grow up in 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 ottawa brockville oh yeah brock vegas brock right. vegas <laughs> no i remember that i didn't think if 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 you moved there like a little bit oh no no, no yeah there. yeah i was there the whole time but right. i remember i just remember i had i had like one ankle that would just be like 45 degrees well you, well, you still do straight okay. up yeah no it's it's awkward but <laughs> i get i get i get it done but anyway so we uh so i so i just was awful and then all of a sudden one year i figured it out and then uh yeah. i felt i was i enjoyed it i loved playing and i couldn't 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 get enough so it was uh it just had i had that moment and i'm curious if that's going to happen for tommy or lily or you know when they're going to fall in love with something and then just they can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's weird how uh, it's hard to say because there's a lot more options for entertainment now. So, I mean, yeah. for, better, for better or for worse, um, I'm not really much of, of a person to sort of be like, oh, like show up, like you know, worry about video games. Like, I'm not too too worried about it. But it, but yeah, I mean, I can't see that being a better option than playing sports. But it's yeah. different now. It's like, you know, we played like I played baseball. Yeah, and that was like super popular, and everybody played baseball. And now it feels like nobody, like baseball, is like the the one of the least popular sport options for kids. Um, mm. it just just in general, because it's it's not very uh, not a lot of exercise, a lot of standing around. Right, right, right. I mean, it's hard, and there is running, and I think it's fun, but yeah. it's I question whether or not I should sort of direct my kids into that that at that environment but it seemed like when we were kids or at least you know it it felt like that like there was so much more i don't know if my parents just you know devoted more time or whatever but you know i was in swimming i was in baseball and i was in hockey i was in soccer for a bit 
and it's like now I'm on the other the other side of it. It seems like that seems like I don't have enough time even to to do all that stuff with my kids. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I I I've been kind of thinking about that myself lately just with with the pandemic because there's there was nothing you know i i I didn't want to put the kids in anything this year Mm -hmm. if there was anything available just because i wanted to avoid crowds or like arena uh, sports and things like that and so next year i'm thinking we'll we'll get tommy more involved in stuff but yeah i don't know i mean when i was a kid we i played one sport in the winter one sport in the summer and then played an instrument like played piano and that was about it Right. And uh, I mean, I don't want to bury Tommy in activities, but I also don't want him to just be coming home and playing video games. And that's how he connects with his friends, you know, because that won't work for me either. Yeah, I think. So where do you guys live in Montreal? You live in West Island. So very like it's like the suburbs. Yeah, you can get around, though. Right. Like there's places around like, you know, the, the hard part about being downtown is that if if you get into any sort of rep sports right uh it's gonna take forever to get around right especially during rush hour and stuff so i'm I'm not looking forward to that but i do think it's super important Mm -hmm. um to to at least expose them you know to it and then you know they can they can choose what they want to do yeah phoenix doesn't dance right now so she's enjoying that and that's that's in person which is cool Nice. Not a lot of stuff is is in person, but it's like small classes and and they're doing it well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and Denver's in daycare, right? Denver, the daycare has been open um, the whole yeah. time, but it's really a, a case by case basis. I would say, like, I know a lot of parents where they haven't had had their kids in at all. Um, it really depends. Like, I think if we 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 just like our area in Toronto wasn't ever really really hit hard. Okay. So just in in general, and and we really trusted. Phoenix went there, so we trusted the staff. It, it's 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 funny how it comes down to really individual like decisions and people. Yeah. Right? Where you're like, you know, uh, do I trust the manager of of this daycare? Because yeah. it comes down to how safe you think they're going to be and how serious they're going to take it, and, yeah. and and the precautions. And it comes down to also to communication, man. Like it's. As a parent now, I realize how important good communication is with 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 the institutions that, that your kids are in. Mm. Uh, if it's poor, you you get worried and you don't trust them. And if it's good and if it's like positive and if it's they're very responsive, it makes a huge difference. Right, right. So, are you happy with uh, Tommy's school? Oh yeah, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, they're they're incredible. They they send us the principal sends out an email once a week or once every couple of weeks, keeps everybody updated. And if anything happens, like they've had so far, they've had one case, mm-hmm. and I mean, you'd think the world was coming to an end the second that happened because they notified everybody. They just let everyone know. Um, they gave us all warning. They, you know, it was it was very well managed, is what yeah. I'd say. And so, like when. Um, when Patty went back to work um, after her mat leave for Lily, yeah, we tried to get a nanny and um, we struck out basically. I mean, we had one quit on us on like a Saturday. We had another one and, and they were very nice, but we just didn't have that trust, I guess. Yeah. And so then in the end, I, I became the nanny. And then we, we yeah. decided, well, when Tommy went back to school, we, Lily was still too little to go to that school. And so we just held her out, but now she'll be of age to go to that school. She could go to a daycare around here, but kind of like what you were saying, there's a few and we just weren't super in love with them. So we just held back, they I guess. Know them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. But it, What's it, it been like with your families and stuff? Uh, like, so yeah. Patty's parents live in the West Island as well. Her aunt and uncle do, and her grandfather uh, lives lives close by as well. So, I mean, we, we see them either on zoom calls and in the summer we had them over except for a yeah. grandfather. He's 95. So he wasn't really going anywhere. Right. Um, but yeah, so we'd see them. And then with my family, we, we went to Brockville a couple times when cases were really low in the summer, last summer. And like, I mean, Brockville had essentially no cases right. um, for the most part. So, um, and then when we go, we'd social distance, things like that. But it's been a lot, a lot of just talking on the phone, like FaceTime, things like that. So, right. like every day, we'll we'll FaceTime my mom and dad every day, Lily and I, for like fifteen minutes, have coffee break, just Good. 
Just yeah. chat. <laughs> and and how's Patty's health? Like I like I mean, having uh, any kind of childbirth is fucking crazy. Um, so how's that going? Good, good. I mean, she's she's there's no issues or anything, so she's happy and it's good, healthy. I think I think probably the just the most stress is just like between the job and 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 home life, like just yeah. keeping everything normal feeling normal, you know, cause it's like for her, she works from home and, and I've been kind of like the designated grocery getter. Yeah, so me I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she doesn't really leave the house too much. So that, that's kind of weird. It's like most weekends we try to get out and go do something, whether it's just drive to a park or drive around the city or something just to get yeah. her out. So she feels like things are normal, but otherwise, yeah, she's doing well. Everybody, everybody's doing surprisingly well considering everything so and we've all been lucky to not have gotten covid yet so that's that's also kidding yeah yeah like it's uh, for any relationship it's uh it 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 it's a real test and it and it and it's not you know if things are going bad with people i i i always i always tell them it's it has you know it's not your fault, you know, because yeah. man, th- th- this is putting even the best of relationships to the, to the brink. Yeah. It Just, amplifies all the problems. <laughs> yeah. Because you, sure. you, you have no, um, I think like private, not just like private space, but, but private time, you know, Yeah. E- even if you're, let's say she was used to, or like my partner was used to a morning commute. Yeah. on the subway where she could just be without kids without looking at fucking like laundry without stuff yeah uh it's good for you you know yeah. and it's good to have your work friends and it's good to have some other like version of your life where it's like this is this part of my life that's not connected to all these people and now all the lines are so blurred um that it just feels like a continuation right right and it's exhausting you know yeah. because it's a continuation of like the day just goes into, you know, and I, I'm, I think I've spoken about this too. Is like I even like, I, I even got bored of drinking. Right, I love drinking. Right, right. <laughs> I fucking love it, right? I love beer. I love like, I love new beers. I, I and even that, I was like, fuck, I, I, I stopped being able to taste the difference between beers because it's just like, who cares, right? It's like. <laughs> Yeah. I realized how much it's actually was never about the beer for me. It was about the company. It was yeah. about, it was about the energy in a room with people. And, and if I didn't have that, I actually was like, I don't even want to have, have a beer because it's like, it felt like a waste. Right. 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 Yeah. No, I, when, when the, just before the pandemic hit, I was playing hockey with a, with a bunch of guys, like in a different, in a town, not too far from here, like a different suburb. Right. And, um, and we'd after the games, we'd go grab a beer up in the like in the arena. They had a bar above the rink, so we'd go sit there. And it was it was so nice. And and I noticed it immediately after the lockdown. You know, like every Tuesday night, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, having that really helped me. And I think not having it is uh, it's like there's something missing. You know, there's like that outlet for just being able to sit around and not see, like you say, the, all the dishes piling up or see the dirty living room or whatever it is, you know, like it's hard. Cause yeah, you don't, there's no separation anymore. 